Well, some of you know I was blessed to serve on St. Simon's Island, and um, I was able to serve there eight years. And recently they had a homecoming type of event, and they invited me back to speak. And they also burned a note on their debt that I helped create while I was there, and so they were excited about that. And so they actually burned the note from the bank. And so I called up a couple of my buddies, and we, um, we got back out on the tennis court, and I hadn't played in, in quite a while. I picked it up a little bit before I went back just to see if I could could move again, and, uh, and so we got a foursome up, and uh, one of the guys took me back to the condominium where I was staying, and he said, Tim, I can see that you've upped your game a little. That was bad. My game was bad. He said, I can tell on some things like you've improved your serve. Now, I did pretty well that day. Most of these guys were over 80 years old, but hey. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll take any kind of compliment I can get. And so I thought about that. You know, improving my serve. And, and I, I thought, can that apply to my life where I am in terms of my walk with Christ? Can people look at me and say, Stephen, you are improving your serve. Can they say that about you? Let's pray together. God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you that we can have a good time in the midst of talking about our commitments, our commitment to you and what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And so, Lord, we ask that you'd richly bless us, that we might be a blessing for others, that we might be so filled with the Holy Spirit, that it would just bubble over and spill over to others, and that they would see your reflection in our lives. And so, Lord, I ask you to bless this time. Give us open hearts. Give us willing spirits to give of ourselves to you. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Well, we are in the midst of a series entitled, Shape to Serve. And as we come to really what is the culmination of this series, a wrap-up of this series, one of the questions we've asked is, what am I made for? What, what am I made for? Because we know that life without purpose is drudgery. But life with purpose is an adventure. And I really believe that discipleship and following after Jesus gives us a great sense of adventure because we don't know what's coming next, but we look to Christ and we simply try to follow closely to Christ out of obedience. So what is our purpose? Well, the Westminster Catechism says this, a person's chief end is to glorify God. A person's chief end or purpose is to glorify God. What does that mean? Well, in one sense, we've done that today. We have lifted our voice as this worship team, our voices, as this worship team has led us, in worship, and we have magnified the Lord. And as he gets larger, we gain perspective on who he is in our circumstances. But 
our chief end is to glorify God, there is another aspect to this, and it's where we begin to reflect the image of God. When we glorify God, that literally means we begin to function out of his likeness. We were saved through the work of the cross, and the wonderful work of Calvary has redeemed us, and our sins are forgiven, and we are pardoned, but there's something more. There's a process that unfolds as God's grace continues to work in our lives, and that is sanctification, where God gets more and more of me, and part of that comes as I glorify God, as I seek to offer my worship, as I seek to reflect Christ in me. And those images of what Christ is begin to show up like the fruit of the Spirit and love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. These are the characteristics of Christ when I begin to glorify him, they begin to show up. And they show up in an even more pronounced way as I seek him faithfully. But the other is, I glorify God when I serve. I take on the likeness of Christ when I serve the Lord. Jesus said the Son of Man did not come to be served. It's not about me, he said, but to serve, to give my life as a ransom for all, to serve. I didn't come to be served, but to serve others. And so when we glorify God, we have, if you would, a desire, but also something is built into us that gives us the capability to serve Christ. So I want to talk a little bit from a scriptural standpoint how God has blessed us and designed us to serve. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says, For we are God's workmanship. Another translation says, We are God's craftsmanship. We have been shaped and molded and made to do good works. You see, our salvation is the root of our faith. But our works are the fruit. And it goes on to say, to do good works, which, is prepared, which God prepared in advance for us to do. That God has a purpose for you. And God has a plan for you to redeem you and to allow you to do redeemable things, to offer hope in circumstances, to be an encouragement, and to give of yourself for others. Psalm 139. I encourage you to, to go home and read this entire thing. It is awesome about how God we were God's idea before we were conceived. And as the image of God is written into our lives, we have been pre-wired for service. Oh yes, you shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. And the message version says, and you'll see it in your message notes, you 
shaped me. You fashioned me. You pre-wired me. You designed me. You engineered me to serve. And in my serving, I glorify you. So think about that. What are you wired for? How have you been engineered? Because I want to say to you, if you're not serving in some capacity, in some way, you're short-circuiting what God had in his design for you. You see, here in this community of faith, we don't believe that just a few ought to do everything. We believe that everybody can do something. Everybody can do something. And so in just a few minutes, I, I have some good news for you. We're going to end this service about 10 minutes early. Isn't that great? We're all about good news. And, and so that's good news for you. And in just a few minutes, we're going to ask you, there is a catch for you. We're going to ask you to hang out in the gathering area, right out here. And we're going to have representatives that are going to simply invite you to explore any one of many categories. Just simply explore. And so what I want to do is talk about your spiritual shape. And maybe you've heard us talk about this in the past. And, and one of the things that we can do to remember what it is that our spiritual what it is about our spiritual shape and the significance of that, let me go back, sorry about that, um, is the word shape. The word shape. Are you all able to see anything? There you go. Um, and the first letter is S. Say shape for me. Shape. What is your spiritual shape? Well, it's time to get in spiritual shape, and that is through service. And the first word of this acronym is spiritual gifts. All of us have natural, supernatural, excuse me, supernatural gifts that God has embedded in us that has, have been crafted in us to utilize for the kingdom of God, for the glory of God. And spiritual gifts, there are a number of them mentioned in Romans and Corinthians, and some of these you may be familiar with, but let me list off just a couple of them. One is, and, and some of these we all should have, but some people have a higher sensitivity, a higher capacity, if you would, or a greater capacity for these things as their spiritual gift. For example, compassion is a spiritual gift. It ought to be our response as followers of Jesus, but some have a supernatural sensitivity in terms of compassion. And discernment is another one the Bible describes. I, I think about someone that worships in this service, and I can go to them and say, hey, here's what I'm thinking. Pray about this. Think about it. And they can respond with, Tim, I really want to affirm you in that in terms of your leadership, or that's a really stupid idea. They have the gift of discernment. Others have the gift of prophecy. Now, let's be careful. It, it has more to do with foretelling than foretelling. They're able to speak into our lives. They're able to identify where God is 
working. They are prophetic. They are profound in that moment in what God and the Spirit is doing. Teaching. Some are wired for teaching, and it's a supernatural gift that they have. Others have the gift of evangelism. I think about Bill Bethune. Bill worships in our traditional service, and he has a heightened sensitivity in terms of hospitality, in terms of us being invitational, in terms of us making sure that we send out the message that doors are open to all people and all are welcome, and we want you to see that for what it is. And so he desires to love on people, new people. For me, that's a spiritual gift. Now, we all should be evangelistic, but for him, he has, if you would, an anointing for that upon his life. And then heart, as we spell out the word shape, spiritual gifts or a spiritual gift, what is that as you pray about that and seek to discern God's will? The other is heart. What has God given you a heart for, a passion for? Think about that. Maybe it's a a burden that God has laid upon your life. And what breaks the heart of God breaks your heart. Maybe it's in a compassionate ministry. Maybe it's just simply that God has laid upon your heart to invest in youth. And we, we train you. We, 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 uh, we work with you uh, to make your life accessible in investing to youth and children. And so what do you have a, what do you have a heart for? What, what is it that allows you... Uh, to have energy when your feet hit the ground in the morning and you know, I'm made for this. I am made for this in ministry. And then abilities. We have natural, I want to say natural. God uses them supernaturally, but we have innate abilities and giftedness. Uh, Some of us can crunch numbers really well and we're very left brain. And, and we have a sense of order, and we can administrate well. And then others of us might be right-brained, and it's a natural kind of thing. And, and we've got musicians up here that, that, that can be right-brained in a lot of ways, but they're also left-brained, and that's uh, called schizophrenia. Um, <laughs> but, but in the midst of that, I think about a doctor who's a musician. But uh, in, in the midst of that, you know, we, we're all made with abilities and, and we're gifted. Some are gifted with our hands and some are gifted with our, with our mouths and some are gifted with whatever it is. God has given us a natural inclination and an ability. And as you look at your insert, take a look at that insert. In, insure. That's what old people drink, isn't it? Your insert. Look at your insert and if you would you will see some categories where you may have a natural ability to serve in. A natural inclination to give of yourselves. And so today, what we want to say is, if you're already serving, we want to affirm you in that. And if you're feeling like, that's a good fit, I'm made for this, stay with it. We don't want to distract you. But maybe some of us today have stepped away from serving for whatever reason. Maybe it was a season of life or circumstances, and you're now more in a position to give of yourself. Uh, We just simply want you to see this as an exploration. 
a possibility. And so as you approach a table out here, or if you fill out your communication card, which we're going to ask you to do in just a few minutes, it is simply looking at the possibility, a first look. That's what we're calling this. More than a passing glance, but a prayerful examination of, could this be right for me? So you see a number of categories. And then personality. Personality. We are all made differently. And isn't that wonderful? Because we would drive each other crazy if we were all extroverts. Some of us are in here are extroverts. How many would you say, I, I'm a little extroverted. I, anybody? Come on. I know some of you are. You're in my face. You're talking. You're hyped. You're extroverts. How many would say, I'm introverted? Anybody? <laughs> and, 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 have, you know, and even in an extroverted person, sometimes we have to function, or in an introverted person, we have to function with an extroverted mode. And, and that's hard, isn't it? But we're all made very differently. Some of us want to be up front and the center of attention. And some of us want to be behind the scenes. Don't draw any attention to me. What is your personality? Some of us are competitive. Some of us are collaborative. We all should be collaborative. But some of us are more so behind the scenes. So what is your personality? and What is a good fit for you in terms of service? And then finally your experiences or your experience which finishes out the word shape and all of us have had those all of us have moved through good times and difficult times all of us have had victories and defeats all of us have had moments where we've been encouraged and moments of discouragement. And life has brought us many different things. And God has allowed us to move through those things. On the other side of those things. And we bring to the table great things. Because we lived through it. And because of God's grace. I know one fellow that said. You know I'm a child of an alcoholic. And Tim, there's so much brokenness that has been a part of my story. But God has somehow been able to raise up beauty from the ashes. He said, I'm able to, to be an AA sponsor. I'm able to be a wounded healer because of my experience. What experience do you bring? How is it that your brokenness can be used by God to help somebody else become more whole. And so I want to encourage you to take your card, your commitment card. We really believe that moving on to spiritual maturity has to do with serving. And so today, we want you to take a look. One is we want you to fill out your 
communication card in terms of your name and information. If you're visiting with us, welcome. We're glad that you're here. But the other is on the flip side. My next step today is to read Psalm 139. I want to encourage you to do that. It talks about how God has crafted us, has shaped us and molded us for his glory through service. The other next step today is I want you to step out after this service. We're going to let you out just a little early. And there are going to be tables with volunteers and staff. And I, I just simply want you to walk over to the table. And even if you don't have a conversation, just say a prayer for that category of, of service. Just one table. But what we really like you to do as well is just ask questions. Once again, it may be that you've never served, and this is an opportunity for you just to, to take that baby step, and, and we'll, we'll follow up. You'll see at the bottom of the card, it says, please contact me at, if you'll give us information on where to contact you, and then check off just one area. I'd like to help with youth ministry. I'd like to help with connect ministry. We need people to help us in terms of greeting in the parking lot. All you have to do, even if you're an introvert, is say, welcome. That's all you got to say. And Martha serves day. You saw information about that. I kids, small group ministry, if you'd like to lead a group. Behind the scenes, I think, is critical in terms of helping folks to feel a part and allowing the church to be the church. So we want you to just take a few minutes. I'm going to ask Sarah to play a little bit, and then Ashley and Kyle and the rest of the team are going to lead us. We're going to ask our ushers to come at this time. And it's the kind of thing where we want to encourage you to do two things. One is to give out of the blessing that God has given you, to offer your tithe and offering, but also to submit this card. And in just a minute, they'll start, they'll collect these, and we'll respond this week to you. Let's pray together.